back with another riveting, exciting, all-inclusive episode of something we like to call, Kevin? TV channeling. I'm glad you did the echo. My name is Tachi. And my name is Kevin, and I am super excited because this is our time of year, Tanchi. It's our time to shine. And so much so, it's our brand new... <laughs> brand new what, Kevin? <laughs> Fall TV 2021 preview and prediction special. Eshel, Eshel. Eshel, 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 Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you who don't remember the last time we did this, because we did not do it in 2020. The last time we did this was in 2019. 2019. Me... Yes, yeah. it's, it's been a while. So let me get you all up to speed. We're not it's been just a long gonna... time. So. Exactly. So we're not just going to tell you what new shows are coming to TV this fall and their premiere dates. We're going to access our inner TV powers to look into the future and predict which of these shows will find an audience and get a second season and which shows the grim cancellation reaper will take first let me get my crystal ball <laughs> <laughs> oh that was deliciously evil kevin thank you <laughs> yeah all right, all people, right. Out, people out there do not question our powers just use them to save yourselves the time and heartbreak of getting into a show that is destined to be killed in the May 2022 TV bloodbath. And that's not a joke. Seriously, take notes, folks. <laughs> they will go down. <laughs> All right, so Tachi, who was in our first show we're going to talk about? Well, if you're from Chicago and you're an aunt, you might want to watch Chicago Party On, Party On, Party On. <laughs> <laughs> our echo budget is off the charts. I, I mean, <laughs> we should get an Emmy for that one if they gave Emmys for podcasts anyway. So this uh, lovely romp is animated and it stars Lauren Ash, Rory O'Malley, and RuPaul Charles. Now, when you hear the word RuPaul Charles, you know there's only one RuPaul. So I, I love the fact that when he acts, he uses his full name. And so RuPaul is the personality when he's in drag. And then RuPaul Charles is the actor. Except, but we know it's you. Who else is named RuPaul? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, anyway right. good for you, RuPaul. Go ahead. All right. So let me share the synopsis of this show. All right. So high school graduate Daniel takes a gap year from college and heads to the city to stay with his life of the party aunt, Diane, to figure out what he wants in life. All right. So, Tachi, what did you think of the trailer for Netflix's Chicago party ant. A broke person's Bojack Horseman. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Well, it has the feel of it. You know, the interesting thing is Netflix start. That's really what started Netflix's adult animated slate off Bojack Horseman. And so you just keep and then uh, what was it? Tuki and Tuki and Boogie. Birdie. Birdie and Tukey, Bert, Tukey and Birdie, right? Yeah, or, I think that's or, what it is. Or Heckle and Jekyll, whatever the hell. So I, that's really what, those are the two that really started off their adult animation slate. So this is just the next in the uh, continuing saga of it. Um, I guess I take it you haven't seen Big Mouth because Big Mouth is the filthiest, raunchiest thing I have ever seen in my life. No, no need. <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah it's, no it's basically it's about it's about junior high kids and it's an animated thing and it is so it goes all the way there does it i, I had let me ask you a question does it need to go all the way there i know we're oh, not I, if, about if that, i but. was behind it it would go less there but it definitely does hit on some things that it takes you back to being a junior high kid and remembering some of the things you go that adolescence and puberty of the parts of it that you kind of, I guess, collective amnesia, just like your brain's all like, Oh yeah, we need to forget all this. And so that show reminds you of all that stuff you try to forget. Oh, damn. You were an interesting child. I see. <laughs> <laughs> interesting children make interesting adults. So I, so I guess this 
Diane Party Aunt was an interesting child. Oh yeah, she um, absolutely was. Oh, to give you an idea of what kind of person that that they're 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 painting here is this party aunt. She has a couple of mottos that I I wanted to share with you guys. One of them is when life gives you lemons, you turn that crap into Mike's hard lemonade. Hard lemonade, yes. <laughs> and, and she and she did not use the word crap. So yeah, no. she's no, no they don't that. use crap in there. Yeah, one thing I still keep cannot get used to, or I keep getting surprised or shocked by, is cursing in trailers. Every time I hear people cursing in trailers, I'm always like, <gasps> I'm always no, like startled by it for some reason. I was taken away in real life. That's one thing, or in the show, that's one thing. But when you're watching the trailer, you're like, oh damn, because you know it's like on YouTube or whatever the case may be. So it feels like it's just out there in public. But yeah, I don't know. It just shocked me. It shocked me too. So another one of her mottos is uh, try to stay positive while testing negative. So that's that's the kind of outlook on life that she seems to have. And another thing to give you an idea of the, what kind of humor you can expect in this show is um, Diane is uh, yelling at her police officer husband, who's about to be her ex. He's he's leaving her. He's got his bags back. He's walking out the door, and she says, "Oh, good luck doing better than this." And when she says this, her her gut pops a, a button on her jeans, and it goes shooting through her apartment and breaks one of her windows. And just like, oh, okay, this is this, it's that kind of show. And so she has this nephew who comes to stay with her, like I said in the in the uh the synopsis, who's having a gap year. Clearly, I think his character is gay, and so they're gonna have a lot of wacky adventures. Um, every gay kid doesn't have a cool party aunt, but every gay kid could use one. So this is a very lucky uh bookish. Uh, kind of nerdish uh, gay kid that um, has this ant to pull him out of his shell. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think you always have this thing about gay baiting? Do you think that this show is doing that, or I is it? On I don't think Go it's. Ahead. I don't think it's queer baiting. Uh, I think it's actually going to. This character really actually will be gay. If 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 it turns out he is, this was absolutely queer baiting because they there's a couple. There's not just one. There's a couple different scenes uh, in the trailer that shows this character to be gay. So if it is like some kind of trick or some kind of dream sequence or something, then I will absolutely say, oh, this was one hundred percent queer baiting because they clearly lead are leading us to believe that this is a story about an aunt and her uh, gay son and some might even say it's kind of a you won't probably agree with this at all but i feel like it's kind of a weird connection to mame because mame was about uh do you are you familiar with the musical Mame? yeah with play? the musical mame and the yeah um, basically the movie, a, yeah. a super worldly crazy fun aunt who has this bookish uh, nephew that comes to live with her um, after um, um, his parents die. And um, basically she, uh, there's a song in it called open a new window, open a new door or something like that. Anyway, the point is she opens him up to the new experiences or something like this. So this is like, she was wealthy, uh, but this is like a, this is like a trashy kind of auntie aunt Mame that's basically uh, opening windows and doors for you, but she's opening those windows and doors so you can barf out of them is what she's opening them for uh yes this is the um the trailer park version of yes, exactly yeah. yeah yeah i i i could see that i could see that yeah with mm. no singing with no singing oh can you imagine if they were singing in this <laughs> all right tachi i feel like it's time for me to ask you for your prediction so when it comes to netflix's uh chicago party aunt do you think this show is going to be a hit and actually get a second season from Netflix? As to whether or not it will be a hit, I don't know. If I'm looking at it on the surface now, meh, they probably will give it a season two just so people don't keep talking about them. <laughs> You're like, you cancel shows too fast just to get, give it a chance to grow wings and to see if it has a direction. Also to keep some stuff alive in their adult animation slate. I, I see it getting a season two, but not because it's a particularly great show but i could be wrong but yeah i see it getting a season two just because what about you kevin 
Okay, I I definitely think this show is going to get a season two. I do think this show might be a hit for them. Uh, Based on how well the other show I mentioned to you, Big Mouth, has done for them, and I think Big Big Mouth is on its fourth season, I'll be shocked from the trailer. I'll be shocked if this show doesn't get ultimately get a second season. I'll be shocked if it doesn't even go to a third season. I feel like this the the way the trailer presents itself i do think that this could basically be like a sleeper hit for them i really do now now but yes you know what that makes sense based off of the what is it potty mouth big mouth yeah big mouth is the name of the of of the of the the, the junior high uh kids uh it's again it's not for junior high kids and it's for you to reflect on your own junior high time as an adult looking back not for current. i want that's one thing i can't even fathom if you really are 12 watching this show the counseling that's going to be needed after so i don't even i i'd be interested if you have kids that watch this show please um hit us up on social um on uh tv channeling on twitter or on uh instagram or um message me on on uh on clubhouse or i need to hear what how this is working and what you think of why you allowed your kids to see this because it is pretty shocking can i before we move on can i read something this was interesting because you know usually i don't read comments underneath things because many of them are so ill-informed and it would just make me like the hell but i thought this was interesting so uh there was someone who on youtube under the trailer who wrote this bojack horseman walked so that a million generic adult cartoons could run straight into a wall between this and hoops (laughs) I do not have high hopes for the future of Netflix's adult animation department. Go ahead. Somebody else said, yeah, somebody else said Chicago party aunt sounds like one of those translated titles for non-English speaking countries. It does. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. The name it feels somewhat forced. So I could see that. Um, But somebody else said this, this doesn't seem like a terrible show. I just hate how it represents the lack of effort with adult animated shows, especially Netflix animated adult shows. Now, that this does not mean that these three are a representation of what everybody feels, particularly people who would watch it anyway. But I think it is interesting to see the first reactions that people have to this. Well, the funny thing is, I tried to watch Hoops, and I just could not. Hoops is horrible. It isn't funny. I just could not get into it. Um, So I agree that Hoops is, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with Hoops. But I feel like this is far, the trailer for this is far funnier than uh, the trailer for Hoops was. So I have higher hopes for it than that. And um, this is time for me to also ask the second question for you about each of these shows. So we've mm-hmm. already established that you think it's going to get a second season. So the other question yes. is, will you watch it? Even though I already know the answer. But I <laughs> will not. <laughs> All right. This is just not my type of thing. So, but I got I to gotta ask you too. Kevin, knowing all of this, will you watch it? I will watch the first one. I'm curious to see if it actually is as funny as the trailer for a whole, if it can, you know, sustain what the trailer did. But uh, in like, what, a minute and a half, do that for 22 minutes. If it can do that, then I'm in. Um, one other thing I wanted to say is we can't, you can't talk about Chicago and party ants without talking about the original party uncle uncle buck so i feel like the original party aunt wouldn't be she uh, uncle buck ran i mean walked so so (laughs) chicago party aunt could run so this is clearly to me i think it's gonna it's a nod or an homage to uh john candy's uh iconic uncle Uncle Buck. buck yeah i think so too i it's it's interesting that um Nothing is new under the sun. That just goes to show that. And uh, good luck to you, Chicago party woman or aunt or whoever. Okay, so I I need to mention again, September 17th, uh, 2021 is when it'll be available to stream on Netflix. All right, Tachi. So what's coming up for September 20th premiere? We We have got NCIS Hawaii coming up. And this is uh, actually going to be very interesting because, well, I'll let you say why it's interesting. I'll just tell you all who the uh, main cast is going to be. Vanessa Lechi. Is it Lechi? 
Am I oh, right? No, it's 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 uh it's um what's her name? What's her name? Um uh Lachey. 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 I was like Nick Lachey, Lachey. The, Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey's wife. That's right. Nick Lachey's wife. I was and, and I would say it wrong when I look at it because but I know Nick Lachey, but when I don't see it connected to Nick Lachey, I yeah, exactly it doesn't. It. Yeah, it, right. Yeah. <laughs> so Vanessa Lachey uh plays Jane Tennant. And she's, I'll let you say why she's special. Uh, Yasmin El-Bustami is Lucy Tara, who's the junior field agent of NCIS. Jason Antoon plays Ernie Malik, um, which is uh, interesting. Noah Mills is Jesse Boone. Tori Anderson is Kate Whistler, who's a special agent from the Defense Intelligence Agency. Kian, I don't know if it's Kian or Kian, uh, but we'll say Kian Talon as Alex Tennant, who's Jane's oldest child, and Alex Tarrant, who as Kai Holman, a new NCIS agent on the team who recently returned home to care for his father. Take it away, Kevin. All right. When you were when you were saying that, all I could think about, I wonder if Nick Lachey is uh, at least tangentially related to Hyacinth Bouquet, because <laughs> I feel like it's the same kind of pronunciation kind of games. Now that you mentioned it, Tachi, I was thinking like, wait a minute, like we call him Nick Lachey because he says that's how you're supposed to pronounce his name. But I'm not so sure. Yeah, you know what? Yes, because if it was like very clear, Lachey, this looks like Lachey, but who am I to talk about someone's name? Kevin, okay. it's yours. Uh, all right. So let me read you the synopsis of uh, NCIS Hawaii. Uh, NCIS Hawaii f- uh, follows a team of naval uh, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, when I say naval, I always think of the body part, not of the actual. Okay, so I it, know. <laughs> it not follows, the oranges either. Exactly, it follows a team of naval criminal investigators uh, who operate on the Hawaiian islands. So, see how insanely generic that synopsis was. That's how insanely not even it's less than generic was the trailer. So I sent Tachi a list of the trailers we were going to review and the shows we're going to talk about without actually watching this trailer. When I saw the trailer, it's literally the trailer is um, Vanessa Lachey sitting in a chair saying how excited she is to be on NCIS Hawaii. And um, that's basically it. So no real scenes of the show establishing what the show is going to be about. She tells us her character is a mother of a 15-year-old boy and a 9-year-old girl. And she's the first woman to head up one of the NCIS franchises. And so that's great. That's a a step forward for, for, for female kind. I'm excited for that. But... Give us a little bit, CBS, give us something. Let us see a little bit of what the show's going to look like. But honestly, I feel like these shows are so paint by number, these procedurals, CBS is especially. They know what their audience seems to want. They seem to give it to them. Their audience seems to come back. They have like an assembly line where they build these, which is why there's so many different franchises under the exact same name. There's all these different versions of NCIS. There was the original NCIS. There was one uh, in New Orleans. There was uh, one in Los Angeles. Um, so this one's going to be in Hawaii. I don't know. Next, I think it's going to be NCIS Albuquerque. Anyway, just a lot of different NCISs. Um, so um, anyway, what did you think? Were you kind of surprised by by the lack of trailer in the trailer for the show? Because this is the first, they should have done it up. I should have felt like, oh, yeah. I definitely have to get into this, but there was a lack of a trailer and, and it's like, Oh, now that you have the first woman uh, lead investigator and lead for the show. Now you want to be frugal in terms of the time with the trailer. No, this is the time to do it up if nothing else, because then what you'll do is go back and complain. Oh, well, it didn't catch on, but you didn't put any effort into it. Yeah. Zero effort. I really feel like this is one of the most, disappointing i have never seen a tv show trailer like this before where there's no trailer in the trailer it's basically an interview with the star of the show saying they're excited about doing this new show and so i feel like cbs was like we can do the bare minimum because this show is going to ride on the ncis franchise name 
people, it's a known quantity. People that want that same kind of procedural are going to tune in for it. And the difference is this time you're going to get palm trees. <laughs> so you're yeah, you know, palm trees and uh and uh surfing, I guess that's the difference. Which you also have palm trees and surfing in the one in LA too. So I guess you're gonna get like I guess guava and pineapples in the other one. So anyway, um yeah, I, I thought it was very disappointing as a trailer goes. So let's get to the predictions. I'll go first this time. There's no way this show won't get a second season. This is what annoys me about it. They did like almost the, the equivalent of nothing almost when you know that expression the least you could do they did the absolute least <laughs> uh with this trailer but basically cbs is laughing and the executives if they actually are listening to this episode they're just laughing going like oh we're already counting our money they're going to renew the show for a second season after probably the first two episodes are air they'll 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 already be uh, going into the second season plans so I, i'll be shocked it, I mean, positively shocked without even seeing it, uh, this show, not even getting any clips of this show, if it doesn't get a second season because of the NCIS franchise and the fact that CBS audiences crave this crap like No Tomorrow. In fact, they canceled, to me, really good groundbreaking shows like uh, All Rise to put on, you know, yes. get another paint-by-numbers uh, thing like uh, NCIS Hawaii. They, I mean, they just, they, that's why they don't have to try. You, you know, when I, when we, I was talking about it and then thought about it, I'm like, they don't have to try because they're going to renew it. They, they are just going to, I'm sorry, you're supposed to ask me. Oh, I'm sorry, Tachi. So Tachi. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to CBS's NCIS Hawaii, do what is your prediction? Do you think the show will get a second season? Let me repeat what I said. They don't have to try because they're, they're going to renew it anyway, simply because, like you said, CBS audiences crave this type of procedural, as you so aptly put, paint-by-numbers drama. It, they, they don't have to try. Really, I, and I'm, don't, I, I am sure they have at least two other NCIS, like you said, um, things under their belt on the table for next time for the next ones coming up, because this is the unfortunate thing about television and, and production and all of that at these uh, shows that they go with what they know is going to make money not with what is groundbreaking and it's different and fresh and new. Um, as long as audiences watch it, they're going to keep on coming with this. And I'm like, and for this, you wanted me to subscribe to another streaming platform. platform yes. All right? access, come on now. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's, they're going to renew it, but I mean, and to be honest, not that I would, that it would ever be terrible, but it really doesn't have to meet the threshold of even being very good or to, decent, or decent, decent, right. Right. It could, it could just be. The NCIS is one of those shows that can just be. That's it. Just like all the Chicago shows. Just oh, like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, all, all the CSIs. Yes. All the, CSIs. All, the, all the SV, all the initial shows. Yes. They're, they're, they're just printing money. And literally the moment that, that Vanessa Lachey got signed a star in this, they, they let's, let's build another mansion because there's no way you're not going to be insanely wealthy being on one of these shows. In fact, the best gig in the world to me, when it comes to acting, if you're going to be a parent or have any other interest, is to be um, uh, one of the scientists on one of these kinds of shows, like or, or like to be the person who does the uh, uh, the autopsy. Because whenever there's a murder victim, they basically come to you and you're in a lab coat, and they're all like, "Well, Kevin, what did you find?" Like, well, under the victim's fingernails, I found a very distinctive red clay that can only be found on the Big Island of such and such near so and so. Like, thanks, Kevin. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go cash my check." So. <laughs> 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 uh, no need no need to clean the lab coat because i only wore it for five minutes and, so. and, and next week i'll be like so kevin what'd you find so i found some dark clay underneath the fingernails of the victim that can only be found on the such and such by the such and such thanks kevin well let me go catch my other <laughs> <laughs> so kevin what did you find well this time i found some blue clay Underneath the toenails that can only be found on the little island of such and such, adjacent to such and such. Thanks, Kevin. 
great job because literally they must they must shoot they must be at this they must be at the studio of the shoot for like five minutes. In fact, that actor they don't even have to be in Hawaii. They're probably on a soundstage in Burbank or in Culver City. They they put on that lab coat. They shoot for like two hours and then they go home to their mansion. And and think about it. That is a perfect gig because you know shows like these don't get canceled, right? And if they, it's it's like years down the line. So for a few years, you have a pretty—I don't want to say cushy, but you've got a certain job. Oh, Unless I would say do... I would say cushy when you're getting paid seventy-five thousand dollars a week to go like, okay, I found something under somebody's fingernails, and it's on. Go to go to the, go to Fairfax and La Brea and see if you can find that. You know, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, yes, that is an absolute cushy job, Dodgy. It's an absolute cushy job. I'm trying to be nice. There's some skill involved there. So, oh, my God. I could easily do that job with, with one lab coat hand tied behind my back. So, And also, I love when they have to, like, look up when they're always – when they walk in and they're, like, looking in a microscope and just, like, they just literally, like, were looking just when they walked in, like, oh, I'm shocked by what I'm seeing. And it turns out that it's such and such from so-and-so. They're like, thanks, Kevin. Like, exactly. It's like, ah, you came just in time. I just happened to be looking at this particular case. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is this the time greatest. I yeah. found black silt underneath the left foot of the victim, which can only be found on the little island. <laughs> Please call me CBS. <laughs> All right. I, to this day, I don't know why you don't have a job with CBS. So. I don't know either. Probably because I keep bad-mouthing their shows. But anyway, <laughs> that might have something to do with it. So a also premiering on September 20th on NBC is Ordinary Joe. So Tachi, who's in the cast? Well, let me tell you about the cast of Ordinary Joe. Obviously, the main character's name is Joe. Joe Kimbrough, played by James Woke. Natalie Martinez plays Amy. Charlie Barnett plays Eric Payne. Elizabeth Lale plays Jenny Banks. We also have David Warshawski and Teddy Sears. We've got some uh, recurring roles as well. Adam Rodriguez, who I actually love. He's great. Uh, Jack Coleman plays Dr. Douglas Banks. Christine Adams as Regina Diaz. And there's a bunch of others, but those were some of the notables I noticed. So, Kevin, back to you. All right. So Ordinary Joe uh, centers on Joe Kimbrough as he makes a pivotal life changing decision at his college graduation and follows him on three parallel timelines as a police officer, as a music star and as a nurse. All right, Tachi. So what did you think of the trailer for Ordinary Joe? So this is interesting. You know how we like to save our conversations for the show because they will turn into these whole episodes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that we did talk about was the fact that this really mirrored. This is not a new plot. This has uh, been done before, but it really reminded me of a short film that I saw years ago. This was like in the early 2000s. Um, Franca Potente, I think is how she says her last name, was the star of Run Lola Run. And it's it was the same situation three different ways. And it, I don't know how they're going to handle it in the show, but in Run Lola Run, the whole fir uh, first concept played out first. Then it went directly to the whole second concept. Then it went directly to the whole third concept. And it was the same concept each time with some sort of plot twist. And so this is basically, although it's a little more than just a plot twist because it's more than a short film, uh, this is basically that same type of feel. I'm wondering how they're going to do this. Are they going to have a different situation each episode? Are they going to flip back and forth between the different time timelines? I, I'm curious to know how they're going to do it. My guess is from the trailer that they're going to literally bounce back and forth in, let's say, let's say that the day is September 10th, 2021. We'll see September 10th, 2021 for the police officer's life. We'll see that same day 
for the music star's life and we'll see that same day as a nurse and they'll all be intertwined because later basically the one of the pivotal things is he asked uh, if there's two different paths that happen based on uh asking a girl out he meets this amazing woman or young girl at his graduation and so in one reality, he asked her out, asked her out. And the other reality, he did work up the courage to do it. And so we see the two different parallels. It, the one where he actually does ask her out is where he becomes a, like a rock star and they have a relationship. And another reality, he has a longtime platonic friend who's his best friend and something happens between them and they end up getting married and he becomes a nurse in that reality. And they have a physical, a physically challenged child in the reality where he's a rock star, the woman he's with there, they're having fertility issues. And then there's another reality where he basically followed in the footsteps of his father and becomes a police officer. So I'm thinking they're going to all be mixed in together because we saw we, we in the in the trailer, we see part of the reality where he's a rock star and he's still with the woman that he met at his graduation. But we see the other reality where he's a nurse and he didn't ask her out, but he seems to bump into her again. And he's and he's still smitten with her, and even though 10 years has passed. And so the I think these people are going to still be in his orbit. So we're going to see an interplay. Like I, my guess is there's going to be a scene where some of his colleagues at the hospital while he's a nurse the cop version of him will interact with the same people at that same hospital when there's a shooting victim or something. So I believe they're going to, all the characters will still be pretty much in the same orbit. That's, that's a lot to deal with. I, I'm still oh, it's super to see ambitious. how they're going to do it. One, one thing I will say that they did this really smart. I could tell uh, from the beginning is they have labeled the, the nurse version of him wears glasses. So visually, whenever you see that he's got glasses on, we'll be able to tell that which, which version of him we're looking at. The rock star him has longer hair and the cop version of him has more of a clean cut haircut. So and I think that the rock star version of him has stubble and the other one doesn't. So they try to visually make them look distinct. And I also think that they're doing a little different something visually like like that. There's a tint or a filter that's like a little blue tinge in one reality. Kind of like what they would do on the show How to Get Away with Murder when they would have the flashbacks, the flashbacks visual language was slightly different than what it was mm -hmm. supposed to be in current time. So to give you a visual clue that we're looking back, we're flashing back right now. Um, so I feel like this premise is super intriguing because this is like catnip for someone like me because I love just kind of like, what if this and what if that? And what if you hadn't met this person or what if this app, like a perfect example, like you and I, Tachi, we met because of an app called Anchor. If we hadn't been on that app, Anchor, we would have never met, would have never crossed paths. We would have never had this podcast. And I would have never been harassed by a television producer on Twitter because of it. <laughs> so, so all That's the highlight of your career, I'm telling it's you. It's all interconnected, Tachi. So, so it's kind of interesting <laughs> to look at the different paths you might take based on one or two decisions. Sometimes it your life changes based on like think of somebody who's in your life. If you asked them out or if you made the first move or you said hello or you went to a party, if you didn't go to that party, you wouldn't have met that person who ended up being your boyfriend, girlfriend or husband. So no, you that's know what? That is really true. That is really true, especially when you think about it in relationships. It's like, well, what if I went this way, particularly when you're dating. Uh, what if I went this way and not the other way? What if, you know, the person, for example, the person that you you may be with is not the typical type of person that you would have been with um, or the person that you are with is the typical type of person and somebody else approached you. What if you had gone with the atypical? What would life be like then, you know? Exactly. And so that's what this show is focusing on, how it can change the complete, the direct, the trajectory of your life can change completely based on one or two small, small, at the time seeming choices can completely change the direction your life goes in. And another thing this, this uh, show reminds me of two things. There was a movie that starred Gwyneth Paltrow called Sliding Doors, 
where we saw two versions of one life. One version where she basically comes home early and catches her her uh, live-in boyfriends uh, cheating on her, sleeping with her best friend. And another version where she doesn't find out that her boyfriend was cheating on her. And um, it was really interesting to see how the different paths she takes based on literally, like, I think she forgets her keys in one reality and comes back inside uh, earlier, forgets something and comes back home a little bit early and catches this and it changes her whole life. And then um, another thing it reminds me of, there was a really amazing uh, concept. You know, I love high concept things, even though normally the high, the higher the concept, the, the higher the chances of getting super duper canceled. There was a show called Awake, which was so amazingly groundbreaking. I got to look it up to see if it was based on something from like the Netherlands or something, because it feels like it must have been. Uh, but the concept was it's a police officer and something had, there's some kind of car crash. And in one, re he wakes up from like a coma. And when he wakes up, his uh, son was killed in a car crash, but his wife survived. And so we go through the reality of what's happening in his life, dealing with the loss of their son and uh, their marriage, trying to keep going in, in his career. Then that night he goes to sleep. And when he wakes, opens his eyes, his wife is the one who died in the car crash. And his son is the one that survived and him trying to deal with the loss of his wife. And so each time he closes his eyes, when he opens them up again, he's in the other reality. So one version, his wife's dead. One version, the son's dead. And it was so intriguing. And the question was, which reality was true because one of the realities was like some kind of fantasy that the brain was doing to protect him. And one was the reality. And so of course the show got canceled. So we never did get closure on what, well, who really died in that car crash or did they both in fact die? That was some people actually fans theorized that actually both of them died. And all we were seeing was him in a coma, these fantasies of keeping both his loved ones alive. Interesting, interesting. And you know, this also has a tinge of, even though it's not exactly the same thing, the show Russian Doll, how it was uh, constantly reliving, even though that's more like a Groundhog oh, Day, it's still, yeah, it's still that it. same concept. You know what I mean? Still very high concept of what if, right? If this, then that. So it's that same type of feel. So I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like high concept stuff. I, I, I will say this. I think our story of this podcast never existing is way more interesting than the story of the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. <laughs> That's just me. All right, Tachi. So when it comes to NBC's Ordinary Joe, do you think this show will get a second season? What's your prediction? It's hard to predict because it depends. This show is so high concept and it requires an audience that is really high context to get it. And if they don't do they have to have all their ducks in a row for this to work well. I, they can't make any mistakes. They can't leave anything on the table because then you confuse the viewer and they're not going to go for it. So if it's dependent upon how well this is executed, if it's executed flawlessly, yes, I see a second season. But if they make a lot of mistakes in the first season where the viewer gets confused, it's not going to fly. So this is all dependent on how how well this production is executed. And we see in the trailer that it could be well executed, but we don't know. We'll only know when we see the show. So let me ask you, Kevin, will, or do you need to ask me the second question? Oh, the second question is, will you watch it? Oh yeah, I definitely will watch the you know the first one at least because I need to see. I love high concept dramas and high concept things in general, just like you. And I want to see how this plays out. I'm interested to know what they're going to do to play out all three scenarios or possible scenarios, and which one is the actual truth, right? So yes, I am going to watch at least the first one or the first couple, depending on it because I'm interested to see and it, it seems like it could be really good but we'll see. So then let me ask you Kevin do you predict a second season for this show? Hell to the no and here's <laughs> why. Okay. Because, 
Because this show is catnip for me. The fact that I am super excited about it and can't wait to see it and I'm already emotionally invested means it's doomed for kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your MO usually. If you like it, it's If well. I like it, if I like something like this, a high concept thing that already has me emotionally invested in like, well, what's going to happen? Or how is it going? Is he, what's going to happen when he encounters the woman that he ultimately got with when he asked her out? But then having 10 years of regretting not asking asking her out when he runs into her and he's happily married will he cheat on his current wife for the path that he didn't take before and destroy the happiness he already has for trying to grasp something that he didn't grasp when he should have i am already in i already want to know all those answers so it's doomed to be canceled and leave me raging on this show about i can't believe they canceled ordinary show this was the best shows nbc's had in years damn you yeah so yeah look look forward to that everybody <laughs> there's another thing that i wanted to add it's nbc and you know network television doesn't have the time or the bandwidth to develop things the way they could be you know what i'm saying so the same I, way I that wish, they, I, yeah i wish this was a netflix show i wish i, I was wishing this was netflix, netflix hbo would have max or something yeah yes Yes, they would have the bandwidth to be able to expand this and answer all these things that we're asking um, in one hour max on network television. With the and here's another thing with the interruptions of commercials and the uh, you're already once you have a commercial you are taking unless you're uh, binge uh, sorry not binge watching but watching on the replay. But even then, some don't let you go past commercials. So now you're taking me outside of the world of the story and I have to think about Target. Now I come back. I'm already confused. So that that too has a oh, lot to do with Tashi, the reception. That is an excellent point. With a show like this, where you really have to be on your on your P's and Q's to recognize this, the glasses one is the guy, is the nurse version of him. This one is the cop version and this one's the rock star version. All that and the interplay and then the seeing the characters, because I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap where they're going to be where characters from different realities are going to be meeting in different versions of this of Joe. Yes, you're going to have to really be paying attention. And a lot of people do not like that. Was Speaking of like we're talking about NCIS. That is the reason why shows like that are so successful is because people can watch those shows with one eye. They can be making dinner. They can be putting their kids to bed and just like, oh, yeah, the killer was the teacher. OK. And so, yeah, they don't have to really pay attention. And so like, oh, so wait, so there was blue clay underneath the fingernails. OK, so it was the teacher on the big island that did it. All right. So, yeah, so it's very easy to keep up with versus something like this. And you're right, the commercial breaks right. are going to absolutely play a role in that. I didn't even think of that element. So absolutely excellent point. Thank you. So anyway, oh, and so mm. is, if you haven't <laughs> figured out my answer, A, I'm absolutely going to watch this and be angry when it gets canceled. So <laughs> I'm already in. I'm already <laughs> okay. in. You're in. You just, you're just a glutton for punishment and you just I have know. accepted your Damn plot it. in life. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. So also premiering uh, on September 20th is a new drama on Fox. So Tachi, who is in that show? And well, what is it called, Kevin? It's called The Big Leap. Ooh. So The Big Leap has Piper Perbo as the main character, Paula Clark, Scott Foley, who we'll know from Scandal, who played uh, who plays Nick Blackburn, Terry Polo as Julia Perkins, Mallory Jensen as Monica Sullivan, Sir Darius, that's his name, Sir Darius Blaine as Reggie Sadler, Kevin Daniels as Wayne Fontaine, Simone Raskin, or sorry, Rackisner, sorry, as Gabby Lewis, and Grace Barlow as Brittany Lovewell, John Rudinsky as Mike Devries, and then finally Raymond Cham Jr. as Justin Reyes. All right. So the uh, the synopsis for this show is a group of diverse underdogs from all different walks of life who compete to be a part of a competition reality series that is putting on a modern hip-hop remake of Swan Lake. So Tachi, what did you think of the trailer for Fox's The Big Leap? 
Oh, the trailer was absolutely compelling. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I was drawn in because it felt like that could have been, and then I know it was a trailer, but had they even put, you know, a little bit more of some of these meaty parts in it, that could have been a standalone short series, right? Like something you would watch on, on YouTube or something. Or Quibi. I, <laughs> if Quibi or, still yes, existed. sorry. If, if Quibi still existed, that would have been something like that. I was I, I think they did such a good job with the trailer. You have an explanation of who the characters are, what their backstories are, why this matters to them, what the main plot is. They just put so much in that trailer and it wasn't an extended trailer either. This was just a regular <laughs> regular timed trailer and I managed to figure out everybody's MO from that. So I think that the trailer was really well done and I was drawn in right away what about you oh i feel the exact same way in fact whoever was behind this trailer needs to be immediately headhunted by cbs so they could actually have real trailers for their shows this was <laughs> this was super compelling you're right we, there's a lot of moving parts in this show a lot of different characters we have of uh, a woman who is married and she has two older children and she has a husband who may or may not be flant for uh flor what's that philandering. word yes. yeah, philandering maybe um so she basically is feeling kind of stuck in her life then we have this one character who's kind of stuck in this kind of a uh, middle management world and she ends up being told by her boss uh who seems very frumpy or is presented in a very frumpy way she goes oh i see you as being the next me and then that that scares the hell out of this woman and so she decides to do something to kind of break the monotony of her life and try to get into onto this reality show and she always dreamt of being a dancer and she's a little heavier uh and so there's this whole thing she talks about how like when she's watching some uh some like high school basketball game and looking at the cheerleaders and she was saying like you know like the the tiny girl is the one that gets picked up and and she gets whatever she wants and i'm not that girl and it's just like oh my heart's already breaking for her and um we see just this these diverse people that need something in their life to be excited yeah. about that aren't excited anymore by life and this is their going to be their thing and the drive of this one character um her name is gabby Gabby basically during her audition she trips or something and falls and is immediately out of the competition but then the uh this the show's producer played by the guy from Scandal um he is so slimy and perfectly so for this kind of role being a TV producer yeah you got to be slimy he wa uh, feels like the show doesn't have star power yet so he wants to get like a star football player to be a part of the cast of the reality show and so overhearing this after trying to get another another audition uh and being turned down gabby is like if i can get him to say yes to being on the show you will you give me another audition and of course the answer is yes and so she finds a way and finagles and gets him uh to be a part of this show and the producer being super slimy he can sense some chemistry between the two of them and he tells his like lackey he's like oh my god she's falling in love with him and he's gonna break her heart and that's gonna make this show it's just like oh my god you're so sinister um so yes this trailer was amazing also i was getting with the working class nature of some of the characters i was getting strong um rise vibes not all rise that's a that was a judge show but there was a show called rise that mm -hmm. premiered i think uh either fall 2018 2017 right on nbc mm -hmm. on nbc that show was so good tashi i it got was so good we reviewed it yeah we reviewed it and got so emotionally involved in that show and of course it did not get a second season from nbc because nbc does not renew good things which is why i'm so sure that ordinary joe is doomed to be canceled uh no matter how good it is uh so i'm getting strong that kind of vibes from this trailer for uh for leap but instead of being high school kids it's adults and um that use that that normally when you get to if you're not if you're not a professional musician or actor when you're out of school you don't have an opportunity to have any kind of creativity in your life and to see these people that are straight up grown-ups middle-aged grown-ups some of them 
have a chance to basically do that again and to be involved in something creative and collaborative just as exciting to see to see that passion on screen so Mm -hmm. i am absolutely uh excited about this show so before we say any more tachi i'm gonna go ahead and ask you the question when it comes to fox's the big leap do you think it's going to get a second season what is your prediction oh well you know the thing is i kind of feel like you the moment i say (laughs) something is doomed um this is again i i wish this is perfect for network but do they have does fox can fox muster up the excitement that this needs to have this is a story that we need right now if you think about it i was thinking of just about uh pose right uh and obviously pose was on fx it's a different network altogether but rather than looking at some of the sad things with with pose there were so many good things and it was a feel-good it was a feel-good show there were a lot of issues that they covered but on the on the the crux of it was they all were striving for something they all cared family was important so it it, it just has that same type of feel if you not not the same type of show but it has that same type of feel also, I'm likening this in a sense to fame. Remember fame? Oh, no, absolutely. Again, no, it's a, right? it's a grown it's a grown-up fame. It's a, it's a grown-up fame. And uh just like even though the people who played the high schoolers on fame were damn were near very grown much themselves, grown up. Yes. I'm like, you all are 35. Let's stop this now, okay? So, but Fame was one of my favorite shows. I'm getting fame vibes. You already know that I am a dancer choreographer. So as soon as you were like, let's review this, my ears perked up. I, oh, this, this, this is, this is hard because I know that this is another, well, I think depending on how slimy Nick Foley is as Nick Blackburn. <laughs> How deep and juicy and delicious their care the characters' stories are. Because the thing is, audiences often cannot uh, digest high concept. They they need things to be very clear and very plain and very cut and dry. We're in a reality television world, and because it's the reality television show, and it kind of feels like it gives the behind the scenes. I think this could work. I think it could possibly get another season. I'm holding off from saying definitely because it, there are a lot of factors that would determine whether or not yes. Uh, again, here's another thing being it's not as high concept as um, the other thing, but it does require some some thought to get into the stories of these characters from what I saw. So it could possibly get a season two. If I, I'll go out there. I'll say we'll get a season two. I'll say All right. So second question is, will, I don't even why I'm even asking because you've already answered, but will you watch it? Yeah. I that <laughs> was even a question. Yeah. I'm going to watch okay. it. So let's go to you then. Do you think this will get a season two? And will you watch it? All right. This, this is, this is so dependent to me on what it's leading is. If this show, if this were back in the days of American Idol on Fox and it was following American Idol, I would say without a doubt it would get yes. a season two. Now, mm-hmm. if this show follows its current juggernaut, the mask singer, then yes. If it has enough of a lead in, yes, people will find this and fall in love. The actress who plays Gabby, uh, Gabby Taylor, um, this is a star turn. This woman is so likable instantly, so infectious, so adorable, so identifiable. There is a scene where um the she's trying to rehearse with the football player and uh he puts his hands around her waist and she starts giggling and he takes his hands off puts his hands on again she starts giggling again and she goes i'm sorry it's just because of the pandemic it's been over a year since the man has touched me and so just the smile on her face is just you you can't help but love her so i think that this will get a season two depending on if it has the right lead in and yes i will watch it i'm already in love with gabby i just think that she's adorable i am so in love with her she okay can i can i say one of my favorite things where she talks about the fact that um okay that um 
the the like the smaller girls are was on top and they always get what they want and that's not me and then there's a part in the trailer where he lifts her the football player lifts her up it's like wow that is like saying you are that girl you can have whatever you want so just from the trailer it's like if you don't watch it just from that alone yeah, no, that, it's an, it's an amazing trailer. It really is. I mean, if the show is nothing like the trailer, then I'll be disappointed. But it's very well put together trailer. The cast is insanely likable. Even uh, Scott Foley is a dirtbag. Is he's a likable dirtbag? He's going to be those one of those love to hate characters. So yeah, this show looks like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Hopefully, enough people will find it, uh, and it'll get a second a second season. Here, All right, here. so. Tachi, what's our last? What, who, what's it? Who's in the cast of our last uh, trailer we're going to be reviewing? And it, the, it's a show on Fox, and it's called "Our Kind of People." I like the emphasis on "our." Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so this stars Yaya DaCosta, who, who you will know originally as uh, one of the. I think she won one of the cycles of America's yeah, Next she was Top on, Model. She right? was on Top Model, and she was also on All My Children for a little bit. All My Children, yes, yes. So America's Top Next Top Model actually catapulted her career. She and she's just gorgeous. She plays Angela Vaughn, like one of the main characters, actually the lead character in this. Morris Chestnut. Mm. as Raymond DuPont, Elena Bright as Nikki Vaughn, Nadine Ellis as Leah Franklin DuPont, Ryan Nicole Brown as Lauren DuPont, Joe Morton as Teddy Franklin, Kyle Berry as Quincy DuPont, and Lance Gross, another mm, as Tyreek Freeman. And there are also some actors who have recurring roles. So tell us a little bit about it, Kevin. Oh, but uh, one of the people that has a recurring role, I have to say, is the woman who played Angie on All My Children back in the yes, day. Yes, Debbie Morgan. Debbie, Debbie Morgan. Morgan. I haven't seen yes. Debbie Morgan in forever, and I can't wait to see her again. All right, let me give you the synopsis. A single mom who risked it all uh, moves her family to a vineyard with hopes of taking her natural hair care line to the next level by infiltrating the African-American elite in Oak Bluffs. All right, Tachi, what did you think of the trailer for Our Kind of People? Now, this is the interesting thing. I've seen that trailer several, several times, even before we decided to watch it. I have a deep interest in, you know, understanding what this is about because i actually read the book that this is based on now the book our kind of people sorry you asked me about the trailer i i um think that it gives you enough of a tease i would have liked to have seen more but i think it gives you enough of a tease to intrigue you into wanting to see more there's there's been uh, with everything going on there's been a huge interest in Martha's Vineyard and Oak Bluffs. And, you know, oh, uh, Martha's Vineyard has had a black community for like years and years that have gone there and spend their summers there in Oak Bluffs. In fact, there was a movie called The Inkwell that was by uh, Maddie Rich that explored uh, this whole concept of the black elite in Martha's Vineyard, etc. There are a lot of communities like this around. And the thing is that when, whenever we see blackness depicted, it's often blackness connected to issues, socioeconomic issues, etc. right? So um, also justice issues. And we've been reduced to those types of things. That doesn't mean if you have money, you don't have those types of issues. But it just means that we are not monolithic and we exist in more spaces than one. So I'm glad that this comes out. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the book. Um, the book is originally by Lawrence Otis Graham, who I actually had the pleasure of interviewing for an article uh, probably in 2000, uh, 2015, I had the uh, pleasure of interviewing him for an article. I thought it was, um, he, he, this book is um, really insightful into the black elite and the organizations that they belong to, the things that they deem important. Even things like um, skin color, hair texture, etc. It delves into all of that, which is a huge deal and big conversation in Black communities the world over. So 
this is it's based off of some of the concepts and ideas and what they've done is taken it and made it a narrative story with characters so it just it, the characters kind of play out the concepts that Lawrence Otis Graham was talking about in the book so what about you Kevin what what did you think of this well, the moment I saw the trailer, the first thing I thought was melanin rich modern day Downton Abbey. That's that's mm. exactly the vibe I got. They good have call, good call. they have hardcore staff wearing straight up uniforms with like white gloves on, jackets. They're all outside in, in the mansion waiting in formation. Beyonce isn't there, but they are still in formation and they are waiting <laughs> for uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the family to arrive um, at the estate. And it looks everything. And they're carrying in um, insanely uh, uh, uber expensive packages uh, uh, bought by the offspring of this powerful family. And um, the kids are spoiled. The kids are good looking. Uh, and then you have this woman who's come there who has some kind of connection to the family that we don't know yet. We know that she has a connection and she's bent on infiltrating and maybe possibly even destroying them. And the, and the question is why I feel like I already know the answer to that question, even without reading the book. I'm yes. my, my guess is that she is that, that her mother was raped by somebody in that house or something, or had a consensual relationship with somebody. And she is the daughter of the patriarch uh of that family or something she's related to them uh is what i'm guessing um but also what's her face has never looked more gorgeous what's her yaya whatever the hell her name is yaya da costa oh my god she has never been more gorgeous and she's so beautiful she does not i don't think she's ever worn a bra in her life and so she is the girls are at attention and she is selling them and it's just like what uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. That was a lot, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, and also, I think there's like a murder too, and so it's just like there's a lot going on. And you know, there, this has aspects of. There's always this thing, though. Whenever there are these types of families, there are always secrets, and that has nothing to do with ethnicity. In this case, it's just usually that there's a way that you're supposed to behave, and therefore, anything that is does not fit that yeah, picture devi of how you're deviates to the path you're supposed to be on, and, and right. it's a dark secret. It's a dark secret, and it's hidden that always gets uncovered at the most opportune times. Have you ever seen the movie Jumping the Broom? I did see that movie, I think, but I don't remember much about it. But I think I did think I see. I do think I saw it. Okay, so last it stars Laz Alonzo and oh gosh, you know I know her name. She is the uh, ex-wife of uh, Robin Thicke. Um, Oh wow! I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah, my yeah. Is there? I don't. I don't know what her name is, but yes, I know Robin. Paula, pa Paula, Paula Patton. Patton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Paula Patton. So in that, she is of you know is in this rich family that they they're on the vineyard as well, Oak Buffs, Bluffs, I believe. They are vacationing, um, and actually she's getting married, and they're getting married there at the family summer home. And Laz Alonzo is. Um, from Brooklyn, his mother is a uh, played by Loretta Devine. His mother is a uh, postal a postal worker, and obviously they're from two different sides of the bridge of the Brooklyn Bridge. And so the whole thing is eventually what happens. And if I'm spoiling this for anybody, oh well, this movie is donkey's years old. So uh, it, what happens eventually is it turns out that Paula Patton is not the daughter. Uh, you know, she the her parents that she knows those are actually not her parents. Her aunt that she's been calling her aunt all this time is actually her mother, and dun, it dun, comes dun. out exactly. So I'm like, I'm feeling uh, jumping the broom vibes coming from here. But you know, the whole thing is with Lawrence Otis Graham's book, it it sets the stage for a lot of different things because his book is auto not autobiographical in a sense it is, but it's more it's a it's a nonfiction book about the black elite. So that sets the stage for a lot of other more fiction type depictions to come out. So I, I would not be surprised if we see more coming out of that book as a, a basis. So it will be interesting. 
All right, Tachi, let's get to it. So uh-huh. uh, what's your prediction for this show? Do you think it'll get a second season? And will you watch it? Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> it is getting a second season. Please, the drama, anything with this kind of drama dictates that there be a second season. If they do it well enough, I mean, look at Tyler Perry and how long he's been able to stretch out some of his things. I'm quite sure this is definitely getting a second season. And I definitely am watching it. I enjoyed reading Lawrence Otis Graham's book and looking at how that figures into Black attitudes, et cetera, in America. I'm interested to see this in a fictionalized version. So, yes, I am watching it. What about you, Kevin, sir? Uh, do you think it will get a season, second season? And will you watch it? Okay. Uh, abs- okay. First of all, if seeing uh, Yaya in that dress, sans a bra, I don't know how they can get a second season as long as they show her walking in slow motion in that dress. Um, yeah, they're getting a second season. With the success that Fox had with Empire, this this feels like a much better Empire without having yeah. to endure a bunch of bad songs. So I feel oh! like... Views uh, <laughs> expressed. <laughs> anyway I, I this show is can't lose I'm, I'm trying to think of how they can make it where it wouldn't get a second season and i'm tr- other than saying hitler's cool i can't think of how they wouldn't so yeah i absolutely think this is getting a second season and i i, I can't not watch at least the first episode i got to watch the first episode for no other reason than to see uh debbie morgan uh, uh, yeah, I need, I need some, I need my fix of Angie. I need to see some Angie and I need to see Yaya. And again, she's walking in slow motion. So you got to see her walk in slow motion. And Fox is feeling not having that big juggernaut that was empire. So they're really trying to get all that magic back. So I feel you. I think this is, this is their ticket. This is their ticket. Speaking of tickets, I think we come to the tick the end of a ride for uh, our ticket is now been voided. The show is over. I can't believe it, Tajay. I feel like I just got off a train when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We have a ticket for a part two of our fall prediction and preview special. So people uh, subscribe to our show so you can check out the next episode. Absolutely. Should should I tell them how they can kind of get down with us? Yeah, how can they, Tachi? <laughs> well, you can get down with us by listening on a number of different platforms. Guess where we are? Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, WJMSRadio.com on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. If you can't remember all that, you can always go to TVChanneling.com where you can hear all of the episodes that drop first and you can also listen to back episodes. By the way, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform, we implore you to give us a great review. We would love that. And also subscribe so you get it first. Kevin? Yes, Tachi. If they would like to reach out to us on social, because they too want to rant and rave about what we have to say about uh, Yaya DaCosta or, you know, or any of the shows and people that we talked about today, how can they reach us? Okay, if you want to report what happened to Yaya's missing bra, you can contact us on Facebook. You can reach out to us on Instagram or on Twitter. We are TV channeling everywhere, and we would love to hear from you. So if there's a show you want us to review or hear our take on something going on in pop culture, let us know. You are going to get us canceled. Yeah, yeah, the views express. <laughs> Or Kevin's and Kevin's alone. I'm sure the the people in the wardrobe department are still looking for her bra. They can't find it. You know what? Or if they're even looking for it. Anyway, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, we so appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. It's because of you we do this. And now we're going to respect your time and let you get back to doing what you were doing before. And I'll say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, here on TV Channeling, we watch bad TV so you don't have to. Like Chicago Party Aunt. Cheers. (laughs) No, NCIS Hawaii. That too. Cheers. Bye.